This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, new stats on how agencies are looking to telework to save money. A new agreement between the Postal Service and one of its biggest employee unions. And a new database aims to help better understand suicide among law enforcement. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Agencies are looking to save on office space costs through increased telework. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more for us. The Office of Personnel Management finds 13% of agencies set goals to cut real estate costs through increased telework in fiscal 2020. Those include the Justice, Labor, and Veterans Affairs Departments. OPM, in its annual telework report to Congress, finds agencies sought to meet this goal by letting employees telework more frequently, encouraging staff to telework, and moving away from assigned desks at the office in favor of a desk reservation model. Most agencies define progress on this goal by shrinking the square footage of office space used. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. The Postal Service reaches a tentative three-year labor agreement with the National Rural Letter Carriers Association and its 132,000 members. Deputy Postmaster General and USPS Chief Human Resources Officer Doug Tolino says the agreement meets the needs of its employees as well as its customers. The union's members must ratify the agreement before it goes into effect, which could take several weeks. The agreement, if approved, will run through May 2024. The FBI is shining a brighter light on the mental health of law enforcement officers. The Bureau launched a new database to collect information about law enforcement officer suicide or suicide attempts. The Law Enforcement Suicide Data Collection Portal helps meet the requirements of the Law Enforcement Suicide Data Collection Act, which was signed into law in June 2020. The bill aims to help agencies better understand and prevent suicides among current and former law enforcement officers. For each suicide or attempted suicide, the FBI will collect five data points including the circumstance or events that occurred before the suicide or attempted suicide. The Energy Department is looking for a standalone chief data officer to join its ranks. The CDO role is a senior executive service level position and will report to the agency's chief information officer. The job includes managing the agency's data assets, overseeing data sharing efforts, and ensuring data is kept in a standard format. Agency CIO Ann Duncan is currently carrying out the duties of the agency CDO. The Energy Department will accept applications through January 24th. The Defense Department has a new leader to ensure the responsible use of artificial intelligence. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has those details. Six months after DOD laid out its principles for ethical artificial intelligence, the Pentagon named someone to ensure they're living up to those goals. The Joint AI Center named Dr. Jane Pinellas as its new Chief of AI Assurance. The Jake says Pinellas' experience, knowledge, and leadership prove she was the standout candidate amid fierce competition. Pinellas has worked for the Jake for two years as his chief of test and evaluation for AI and machine learning. Before joining DOD, Pinellas worked at the Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Lab and the Institute for Defense Analysis. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. DOD's Inspector General's office says it will look into how the department relocated some Afghan nationals during the end of the war. DOD IG says it will look at how officials in Quantico adequately planned and provided support for Afghan evacuees. The audit team is visiting housing and medical facilities and looking into the challenges personnel faces in accommodating them. 
Leaving the army can be tricky for some soldiers after a lifetime in the military. One organization is trying to help. Here's Federal News Network Scott Massioni with more. The Army's official nonprofit is offering $300 million in grants to soldiers who are transitioning out of the military. The goal is to make the career skills program less financially prohibitive. The program teams with corporations so soldiers can take on apprenticeships or training for civilian jobs. However, some materials, travel, and other issues make the program expensive. Army Emergency Relief is providing grants or no-interest loans between $500 and $1,500 in 2022 to soldiers who are interested in the initiative. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. The Pentagon Reservation is moving its health protection status to Charlie, one level higher than it's been operating since last fall. The heightened protection is in direct response to a surge in COVID-19 cases caused by the Omicron variant. Organizations on the reservation must now keep occupancy under 25 percent. Employees must wear masks indoors and social distance. Supervisors and commanders will continue the Defense Department's max telework policy as well. The Air Force and Space Force will host virtual events and workshops throughout January in recognition of National Mentoring Month. The events are directed toward both mentors and mentees at the senior leader level, mid-tier ranks and junior tier ranks. Airmen and guardians are also encouraged to use the My Vector Mentoring Module capabilities. The first panel will be held on January 12th, with events occurring periodically through January 27th. The Air Force is about to test a just-delivered airborne system designed to solve a problem encountered by female fighter pilots. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. When it comes to bladder relief on eight-hour flights, the old systems just don't work very well. Discomfort, leaks, they caused pilots to dehydrate themselves before taking off. Crew equipment analyst Scott Coda says the new systems are designed to solve the biggest challenge. Not the bag, not the pump, but... What we're calling the human interface... The new systems no longer assume one size fits all. Tom Tamman, Federal News Network. The Department of Homeland Security's Risk Hub is looking at a few key activities in 2022. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Water system security, healthcare system resiliency, and protecting elections top the list of priorities for the National Risk Management Center this year. Bob Kalaski, assistant director for the NRMC, says the center is getting better at looking at the dependencies between key pieces of critical infrastructure. The center has been drilling down into those dependencies throughout the pandemic. Kalaski says ransomware attacks and supply chain problems show no piece of critical infrastructure can be viewed in a silo. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. National Geospatial Intelligence Agency is coming out with some new guidance on software development. NGA released an initial version of its software way last year. NGA Chief Information Officer Mark Andress says the agency received more than 350 pages of feedback from industry. It's now planning to release an updated document in the next few months. The guidance describes how NGA wants to develop software both internally and with industry partners. And the Federal Housing Finance Agency has not followed through with its hiring policies and procedures. The Office of Inspector General found in a new report that the FHFA failed to perform self-assessments of its hiring practices and did not provide training to its human resources staff. FHFA's monthly staffing plans also contained incomplete and inaccurate data, the IG found. These shortcomings have impeded the agency's goals of reducing its time-to-hire period and strengthening its workforce. The IG recommends FHFA develop a tracking mechanism to report its time-to-hire performance as well as train its HR staff. The agency says it plans to complete the majority of its corrective actions by September 2022. 
You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.